All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And uh, as everyone knows, we do these shows um, focused on our listeners, that anyone that is passionate about making more than one person healthier in this world. And uh, I'm very excited today to have Vic Lanio on the show. Uh, Vic is with Flare Capital. Flare Capital is a health tech uh, venture capital firm, early stage, that focuses on health tech and health technologies. And uh, Vic and I have been speaking for a while now, and uh, we always really jam out on some interesting health technologies and and new services coming up in fringe health topics, and we we share that passion. And so I figured, you know, let's have let's have Vic on the show and and talk through um, uh, some scenarios, but. Vic, welcome to the show, and uh, great to have you here. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having thanks me. For having it's, me. Uh, it's, uh, super exciting. Super exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Vic, for our listeners, you know, one thing we always do is just, uh, you know, we, we, you know, love to hear about your background, and maybe you can describe your origin story and tell us, uh, tell us your origin story. Sure, sure thing. So, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but so I, uh, yeah, I'm Vic. I. I you know, I grew up in the Boston area. Um, you know, I, I've been working in healthcare now for about a decade. Um, I, you know, kind of going back to the beginning, I, you know, was studying physics, right. I I wasn't actually like thinking about healthcare, you know, deeply until maybe about 2007, 2008. Um, and you know, around that time, the affordable care act was, you know, in the news all the time. It was, you know, we were talking about this concept of value-based care, and, and it, it seems kind of novel to me that, you know, rather than the healthcare system that we, you know, kind of all know and love or don't love, where we're paying, you know, by transaction, all of a sudden there's this concept that was new to me at the time anyway, that was around, you know, paying for outcomes of patients, and that got me kind of excited. Um, and so when I was, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my life. I, you know, ended up uh, working in consulting um, for five years or so uh, for mostly for hospitals that were trying to figure out, you know, what the Affordable Care Act was, what to do about it. Um, and, you know, then kind of instantly, instantly fell in love with healthcare. Um, you know, the it was a way for me to, you know, get involved in, you know, one of the kind of um, like social issues that I cared about um, and, you know, use skills that I had in a meaningful and kind of um, impactful way, I thought. So did that for a while, was thinking, you know, pretty deeply about policy change, how that impacts the payer provider world, and got to the point where I thought that maybe I wanted to get into the more technology side of things. So I ended up going back to school, uh, to business school at MIT, and started working with some health tech startups in the Boston area. Uh, you know, worked with a company called Wellframe and then uh, Curispan. Um, that company ended up getting uh, bought by a bundle payment convener in, in uh, Nashville called NavaHealth. Um, and then, you know, at that point, I was starting to think about what was next for me and had gotten to know the Flare team here. And, uh, you know, we're, this whole team is focused on healthcare. We have some operating background people, some investor background people, some doctors, et cetera. And, uh, you know, gotten to know them and started to get excited about like flipping to the investor side of the world. And so that's that's been my life for the last you know year or so. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. What, what else can I tell you? <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's perfect. I think you hit upon a couple of notes there that that, that are definitely of interest. Um, 
you know, I definitely know your passions from a, from a, a social perspective that that's out there. Um, so I do have a question on, on, on that dimension, but for our listeners, uh, when, when you, we talk about value-based, maybe you can kind of, um, yeah. you know, describe that a little bit, you know, what's the contrast of value-based versus the service-based model? What does that mean? Why is that a benefit? Why, why should, uh, you know, Americans care? Yeah. You know, I think it's a, a at the, the core of it, it's shifting the incentives for all the players in the healthcare system towards something that's more patient centric. So, you know, as a patient, um, you know, as a consumer of healthcare, you know, we don't care whether, you know, your, your $10 bill goes to, you know, which doctor, the anesthesiologist, the hospital, the insurance company or whatever, you just kind of know that healthcare is expensive and you care about getting better. Um, and, and so, you know, historically there's been this fee for service system where that be, I think possibly because it's just the easiest way to do things was you, know, you do a doctor does a, a task. Um, they get paid a certain amount. They move on to the next task. It might be a completely different, you know, um, hospital, completely different doctor's office, and they get paid for their next task. And kind of you move down the line, uh, and it's it's disjointed, right? There there aren't incentives to kind of collaborate, um, other than you know the doctor's obviously doing the right thing by the patient and trying their hardest to uh, make sure that that patient gets healthy. But there there aren't any financial incentives to, to collaborate um, across different organizations. So in comes this, you know, kind of concept of value-based care, which is around the, you know, the idea that, well, what if you can um, get a, you know, kind of a lower cost for the total care for the patient with better outcomes by um, bundling payments together or having global payments. So say, you know, for a hip or knee replacement, you know, the total pot is going to be, you know, something less than, you know, all of the component pieces together. Um, but instead, we're going to, you know, kind of say that the doctors can keep any of the savings if they can prove that they're giving better patient outcomes, they're recovering faster, they have fewer readmissions to the hospital. So I think this is maybe a convoluted way to say that, you know, value-based care is about decreasing the cost of healthcare and simultaneously improving the outcomes. And it's about, you know, putting financial incentives in place that help patients achieve their goals um, as opposed to everybody kind of like, you know, you know, putting on their their blinders and just doing their job that's in front of them and not necessarily being plugged into what happens next. Right. Right. No, that's that's great. I appreciate that 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 overview and that highlights. Um, yeah. You know, definitely, you know myself, our team, you know, we, we feel that this is a, you know, an important societal shift, not just a, not just a technology or process shift. And so definitely instrumental change that's going on right now. Um, Vic, when it comes to healthcare innovation, I mean, you see so many different companies, so many different types of companies in health, you know, there's, there's innovations and outreach, there's, there's CRISPR, there's, there's, um, you know, new cancer treatments, therapeutics, genomics. What are, what are one or two things that have you excited these days that, that, you know, you'd like to kind of speak about, you know, anything you've seen recently, or just maybe top topical that, um, has you excited? Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much to be excited about. I think it's, uh, you know, we're, we're living in tumultuous times from a regulatory perspective, but you know, from a technological perspective and from, you know, a, an improvement of the healthcare system perspective, I think that there's a lot to be really excited about. You know, one thing that 
um, kind of, you know, ties back to what originally got me into healthcare in the first place. And what has me excited today is there, there feels like there's an increased focus on solutions for vulnerable populations. Um, you know, specifically, you know, there's been a lot of innovation for Medicaid patients, um, for elderly Medicare Advantage patients. Um, and, you know, it's tightly tied into value-based arrangements or, you know, kind of um, value-based care. So, you know, we, they're in their entire funds that are based on this, right? So, you know, some of the companies that we're invested in end up, you know, having a disproportionate impact on patients that don't have resources to, for example, get to their appointments or, um, you know, they're, they're unable to um, kind of access healthcare in the way that, um, that other Americans are. So, you know, I think the focus on that is really important. And, and then we see entire venture funds like, you know, Town Hall Ventures is a new group that Andy Slavitt, the former CMS director, has joined um, that their entire mission and, and purpose of being is to invest in vulnerable population solutions. Um, so, you know, that that's inspiring to me. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about and think that there's a lot of room for improvement, obviously, and, and good business opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, Vic, this is great. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, that perspective. And yeah, it is definitely exciting times uh, you hit upon something that's uh, pretty important too, is like different, you know, population uh, clusters that are out there. And I know uh, you're similar to me, you know, obviously um, Hispanic and uh, I believe your backgrounds, uh, you're, uh, you're Cuban, correct? Yep. Yeah. I'm Cuban. Yeah. And so do you have any interesting perspectives that you'd like to share on, on, you know, obviously Hispanics, uh, you know, one of the fastest growing um, population segments in the U.S. A critical uh, Latino and Hispanics are a critical backbone to the backbones of the American uh, infrastructure. Any yeah. unique insights, passions you like to share on that intersection between pop health and, and uh, the the the, commu- the Hispanic Latino community? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I think that um, you know an interesting thing that I have kind of. Um, you know, repeatedly kind of reminded myself of and thought about in healthcare is that, you know, there, there aren't a lot of, you know, or there could be more solutions that are tailored to specific populations. Um, and there are very simple things that could be done to access, you know, broader populations that, you know, kind of seem silly when they're not in place. Um, you know, one example is a lot of solutions are not translated into Spanish or any other language that are up there. There are some you know, interesting companies out there that are focused specifically on Latino and Hispanic communities. Um, and the same thing goes for, you know, some of the, the other types of communities that maybe are, are not even, you know, broken down by ethnic kind of lines where, you know, uh, a certain type of solution that's built for a 20 something year old is not going to be great for someone who's you know 70 or 80 years old and less interested or, or um you know, um, facile with using uh, technologies, right? And so, you know, I, we started to see a little bit more of this, but, you know, would love to see more tailored impact to specific, you know, users, end users that aren't necessarily, you know, your, your 20-something person that knows how to use technology well. Awesome. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Yeah, you know, it, it, it definitely is about the uh, the messaging, the channel, and, you know, you know, having that resonate in the right tone and, and way that it can be well received. And we, yeah. we see that out in the market a lot is, you know, usually English is catered to, uh, but Spanish is sometimes an afterthought, but not just Spanish as well, but obviously, 
you know, there's so many other underserved populations and segments and different languages that, um, you know, holistically, we need to, you know, do a better job as, uh, you know, in terms of healthcare service industry of catering to those different uh, nuances, languages, mm-hmm. and uh, locations. So, um, awesome, Vic. Well, you know, didn't want to take too much time. I think we've hit on some interesting points, um, you know, during this uh, this episode. Um, you know, one other, you know, question or, or two that I, I always like to pose is kind of, uh, you know, what's uh, you know, what's something that you believe right now that hasn't been proven yet? Or, or you know, said another way, what's something that you believe that other people feel is, is crazy? And uh, um, just curious if you, if you have something, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, you know, so one thing that I, I believe in that um, has been, you know, historically a struggle in the healthcare industry is, you know, in general, finding the best ways to uh, um, interact with, you know, consumers directly, right? Like we, we've set up this system that has so many middlemen and third-party payers involved that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, the consumers are, don't have enough information um, to, you know, make the decisions that they would like to be involved in. Um, and you've seen that time and time again with solutions that, you know, start off selling direct to consumers and then, you know, um, early stage companies that, you know, their business models aren't viable until they're able to kind of transition into enterprise focused um, sales. So they're now selling to the insurance companies or to the, you know, the hospital systems or the life science pharma companies um, to kind of get more access to patients, but then they're kind of, you know, uh, one step further away from the consumer. So, you know, one thing that I, you know, maybe optimistically hope we'll, we'll see more of is, companies that are able to, you know, create great experiences for patients um, to be in, engaged and active in their own healthcare. Um, and, you know, I think it's something that you guys are focused on at Health Bureau and um, would love to see more of that. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's been a hard kind of nut to crack in the healthcare industry so far. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, amen. And, and uh, no, I appreciate that. Um uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate your perspective and this is very refreshing and, you know, kind of really connecting the dots on a couple, couple things just to play it back, you know, shift to value base, why that's important from a service and cost perspective, what, why it benefits the patient and, you know, the new types of empathetic services that, that, you know, we need to see more out of, uh, from the market. So, um, and so it's, it's super exciting for you to be at Flare and to, to be able to see, you know, the full spectrum of, of innovations that are coming out. Uh, very rapidly to try and solve these problems. So, uh, well, Vic, um, hopefully we didn't go too too much over. Um, yeah, these are kind of really short, punchy uh, episodes that that we we try and put out. Um, you know, last question is, you know, uh, as we uh, you know close the close the episode is, uh, you know, if you'd like our listeners to get a hold of you, um, you know, what's what's a good way to connect with you? Yeah, um, you know there are a couple easy ways to connect. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, vlan8, so vlan8. Um, also easy to find me on on LinkedIn at Victor Lanio, or my email is vic at flarecapital.com. That's f l a r e. Um, and uh, always happy to chat. I, you know, it's you know it's part of my job, so I, I'd love to chat with anyone that's interested in innovating in healthcare and 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 just trying to improve, like you said, healthcare for more than one or, or even just one, maybe they're focused on improving their own healthcare um, uh, people. So it, 
easy to find me on, on social media or you can directly email me. Super, super. Vic, this was great. We'll put that in the show notes. And, uh, and to our listeners out there, yeah, Pop Health Show. Not sure what episode this is, but uh, hopefully you had some fun uh, uh, listening and learning to, to, to Vic here. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks.